Welcome back. It's episode 77 of the Catching Up Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Kaysen. I live in Seattle, Washington. I run a company here called Find Me in Seattle, where I help local businesses promote themselves online by creating content, websites, social media, all that good stuff. I'm joined every week by my co-host, Nick Hughes, who is the founder and CEO of a company called Founders Live. He has created communities all over the world and events all over the world to help foster entrepreneurship, startups, and founders, and help them grow. We meet every week just to talk about things that are going on in our lives, companies, startups, uh, the winners who present at these events. And this week, we are talking about the launch of Founders Live South Sound, the winner of their event, which uh, is a child-friendly co-working space, which I think is super interesting, and uh, talk a little bit at the end of the show about the Super Bowl. So thanks for joining us here for episode 77. I hope you enjoy the show. Let us know what you think on any of the social platforms or on founderslive.com. And please enjoy episode 77. What's up, Nick? It's episode 77. It is February 7th. I think you're calling from Portland. How you been? Good, man. How are you? I am fantastic. This week has been a little weird for me. I feel like it was kind of like a giant blur. I had to go to North Idaho this past weekend for like a day, and it was a very emotional trip. And then uh, it's just kind of been the back trying to get back into routine, and I can't believe it's Friday already. I've got so many things to do on my to-do list that I did not get to. Uh, and so, yeah, it's one of those like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's already February 7th. And, uh, yeah, just got to keep going. How's your week been going? <laughs> Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I can't believe it's it's already, you know, it's already February, February 7th. We're rolling into this February, and I'm now back on the road. And, dude, it's going to be as quick a year as it was last year, I think. And so what are you doing in Portland? Well, I yeah, so I'm, I'm in Tacoma right now, actually. Oh, you're and, in Tacoma, okay. But I leave today, so I roll down to Portland and hanging out. Uh, we have our event stuff next week and then we're actually going to be doing some other some filming and some uh more content creation which is great um uh, interview or two and and then a little more content we're actually working on that uh intro video we're gonna um enhance or basically get a new intro video that you know we play before the events and and all that um so we're gonna film that and maybe a little more content awesome uh, are you working with josh on that yep Cool. Yeah. yeah, no, he uh, he was here in Seattle for the event this past week. He was asking me for uh, some vegan restaurant tips. Oh, nice and uh, sweet. So, so you're in Tacoma. Let's uh, fill me in. Why are you in Tacoma? Yeah, we just launched uh, Founders Live South Sound, and it was the first event down here. And actually, it's the first in the six years that we've been running up and running in Seattle. You know, I launched everything in Seattle. Um, we've never done a, an event outside of Seattle, like in the Seattle region. And um, not only having the event outside Seattle or doing another city. And it just was time. Um, a couple things really kind of came together. Uh, but I chose not to do Bellevue or Everett or whatever. Uh, right now, it felt Tacoma and what we call the South Sound uh, was just, a, it just felt right. And uh, it was an awesome event. Uh, it was at the Pioneer Collective, which is right downtown. And um, there's something going on here where the the city is really getting behind it. Everyone 
it's not just Founders Live, but we had a lot of great energy, but like really just this movement of um, supporting, you know, startups and uh, growth companies and, and really feeding the ecosystem. And so there's all like UW Tacoma, TCC, which is Tacoma Community College. And then a lot of like the businesses around are, are really, uh, and then city officials are really trying to push things like uh, Founders Live. So um, nice. I, I feel I feel really good about it. And there's a lot of the community is really behind it. So what kind of companies are down there? Like what, what's already established outside of the academic system? Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not the expert in, uh, you know, Tacoma in, in its, in itself with all the businesses, but um, you do have a lot of, interestingly enough, you do have uh, military influence because the big base is down. Oh here. yeah. JBLM. Yeah. And I, I actually met with, um, some people from Bunker Labs, which Bunker Labs is uh, really, it's, I mean, it's a similar kind of thing to Founders Live. Uh, they do have a in-house kind of resident aspect, but they're in, in a number of cities around the country and they focus on helping ma- uh, military families and veterans transition into a, a life of entrepreneurship, which is really cool. So, you know, once your service time is done, you're looking at how do I go and start my own company? And um, so, th- you know, they have, uh, some focus around Seattle as well. And, and there is some activity down here in, in Tacoma. So, um, yeah, but you know, I, I don't, I'm not an expert on uh, the, the industry that's down here. Really. Yeah. I'm sorry for dropping that bomb. I kind of realized that once I asked questions, I was like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't ask that, but it, <laughs> yes, I went to an event. It must've been a couple of weeks ago. And I met somebody who was like, we're curious about starting this down in Tacoma. Um, and so how did this South sound launch come to be? Yeah, so you know, there's there was a, a a number of requests, but um, you know, I guess long story short, uh, our one of our partners now CFO, so you know, we've partnered with them not only in Seattle but in some other cities. Uh, they have recently expanded their presence down in Tacoma, and okay. you know, and Bill, who's up in Seattle, you know, we just start talking, and he's like, "Hey, just throwing it out here, but you know, we're looking to hire in Tacoma." And I think it'd be a good thing if, you know, if we could start coordinating. Hey, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Um, I did get another call there, but I'm I'm back. (laughs) I'm back. And so anyway, they, Liz, who is now our city leader, she actually works for now CFO. And it just like, he basically was like, Hey, do you want to do this? She's really excited about it. And so the right person came in at the right time and then other people were asking about it. And we started talking about this in like October, November, and we definitely just looked at, all right, let's get things going around, you know, end of January, early February. And so, um, yeah, it just worked out really well. And um, it just feels like, you know, there is a lot of uh, energy and interest. Uh, And then, and then kind of at the same time, I had, people reach out from Tacoma Community College and UW Tacoma. And so I was just like, yeah, this has to happen. Ah, okay. Sweet. And so, um, oh, I, I lost my train of thought there. I'm sorry. I was looking at this upcoming website. Um, before we get into that business, why I'm curious about why you called it South Sound and not Tacoma. Yeah. Do you have any other region-based names? Because I feel like every other one is named after a city. Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, we have, let's see, 
Well, we, we call it Founders Live in Mexico City. It's Founders Live Mexico City, but they, in terms of the logo, and they wanted to call it um, MXCD, uh, I believe, MXCD, which in terms of that's the short handed way to write Mexico City. I think the District of Mexico City, I think that's it. Um, but yeah, most, most of our names are uh, the cities, but we wanted to um, specifically, if you think about it, um, we want to include like Olympia and, and, you know, Tacoma Olympia together with a lot of the outskirts, you know, Gig Harbor. There's a lot of people from Gig Harbor there and just yeah. South Sound, you know, it's, it's becoming more of a uh, term of the area. And we just, you know, we felt naming it Tacoma would kind of isolate and it's maybe Tacoma is not big enough, but the South Sound is. So uh, we just felt that that was the right thing to do. We'll see, but um, yeah, I think that yeah. makes sense. But normally, you know, it's usually it's Founders Live, the city, and you know that's the way that we we name things. Yeah, I think that makes sense a lot because yeah, Tacoma is really well known, but uh, yeah, there's Federal Way and Gig Harbor right there, Auburn, Puyallup, and Olympia all kind of have their own communities in outright. So I think that makes sense. I think that is a little bit more inclusive of the region. Yeah. And so you have a business that you wanted to highlight down there for the show. How about you go and talk about them? Yeah. So uh, it was a great event. Uh, pitches were great, but we had a winner that came out of it. Uh, they, these actually two women, they did a great job uh, as they worked together during the pitch, but it's called the pod works and it's, Tacoma's first kid-friendly co-working and event space, empowering community and supporting small businesses. We've created a physical home base for the mom, mompreneur balance of work and play in the Pacific Northwest. And I actually was out to dinner with some people last night and we were talking about this. And look, I, I think it's a pretty interesting uh, direction, which is, you know, when you think about our life and really our work and professional life has changed in the last 15, 20 years. And these sort of daycare slash whatever you want to call them, uh, businesses have not really. And so, and I was talking to one guy that was with us, you know, he has two kids, they're younger, and he was just telling us the experience of how they've had to go through this process, him and his wife just basically juggling the kids and, you know, they leave uh, earlier in the day for work and come back a little later at night. Yeah. But man, if you could have, if you could have a place that kids, you you're they're meshing the child care environment with the like we work or the riveter co-working space environment and you pull those together and you essentially solve problems without making it massively expensive no joke check this out he said we back when so he said that they had their kids in bright horizons and they spent twenty two hundred dollars per kid per month wow wow That's, that's it's twenty five grand a year. That's crazy. No, 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 no. no that yeah, each. That's fifty thousand dollars a year for childcare. And he's like, dude, if they can execute this and do it in a way that, in, and you look at like you can start creating franchises or whatever, like the the license models. This is a big deal because it's a very you're big deal. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was really great, and um, I, I'm just excited to see that they can uh, really get this going across the South Sound, and hopefully create um a more uh larger scale uh, brand yeah because they're i mean a there's such a big need when i when you sent me this i was like wow this is really cool i'm actually shocked that no one has done this already 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a big problem that needs to be solved. And as I've gotten older and uh, I'm about to get married and I've been thinking about kids and having friends who are having kids and working, it, it was something that I didn't realize when I was younger, but it became obvious why it was such a normal thing for one parent to go work and one parent to stay home because, you know, like I said, it's going to be 50 grand a, a year to put these two kids in daycare. Uh, that's more than the average salary of an, an American, right? And so, yes, mm-hmm. here in Seattle, people have higher wages and can make more money. But if you think about, even if you're making a hundred grand and you're paying another 50 just for your kids, like that takes a big time away. And so what are the benefits of one of the parents staying home and kind of sacrificing that revenue, but also getting to spend time with your children and raise your children and provide that autonomy between the family? Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. But as, yeah. as we've been progressing and there has been more, I don't know if it's expectation or um, interest from especially women wanting to be more involved with the workplace and a shift kind of between parenting, which I think is great. And these, this is the perfect opportunity to provide a space for entrepreneurial families to be able to bring your kid because you just can't do that in so many other spots. And this is a huge problem that big and small companies are going to have to try to figure out. It's, it's kind of shocking that we haven't figured it out, but I think the workplace dynamics are changing so much here with the internet that yeah, having a place where you can at least drop your kids off or, or be comfortable bringing your kids to the workplace is absolutely phenomenal. I love this. So they, they, yeah. their website says we create a physical home base for the mompreneur balance of work and play in the Pacific Northwest. And so is this specifically a womanly, a woman focused co-working space? Are there men that also work there or is it focused on mom? Uh, they obviously they, they've kind of started with the female um, mom focus mothers, uh, but they did have that question and they did say that, you know, you know, men are welcome to, and, and they will be opening up more, in that direction. But, you know, I think, I think it is important. Like when you start a brand, you need to get that niche and you, you know, exactly, you know, like similar to the Riveter where they, they're like, they did start as a women focused co-working space. Yeah. Uh, and that they, totally makes sense. Yeah. And they've, they've expanded out to little, a little more than that, but um, you got to get your, your, your momentum going. And so, um, yeah, I, they, they did a very good job and I was uh, impressed with all the presentations, but um you know, uh, in, in, you know, in their current form, you can tell that they're like, you know, this is our beta test. We're starting, you know, small, but, uh, yeah, my feedback is there is a tremendous scalable. If you, if, you know, go, coming from someone who created a system to scale things, uh, you, there is a way to take this and, and really start to scale it out and, and have a really great brand. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. I think it's just uh, awesome concepts and yeah, has so much potential for what they're doing. Great. Uh, thanks for sharing this with me. I really hey, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, shout out to them. The first victors of founders live South sound. Mm-hmm. It's pretty and sweet. So, um, and so, yeah, they get, I assume they get all the same benefits, right? Remind me of what you get when you win a founders live competition. Yeah. Um, 
right now our winners package uh, involves um you know they they get recognition we we list them we have a running uh, hall of fame so we list them in that um and then uh we did have a partnership with google so our winners received twenty thousand dollars credit to google cloud that is shifting um based on some direction that actually google corporation is going so we're not we're unsure if that's gonna stay but um they also get the winners uh, spent. They have an opportunity to jump on the podcast and we'll have a conversation, which side note, uh, did, do you remember when I was always just saying, Oh, I'm going to launch it. going to launch it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going really well, man. And uh, it's been exciting. And basically we have a winner's package that all the winners receive around the world. And if they want to, they can click in through and schedule a time to, um, to jump on the podcast. I basically do, I open up, I do two or three a week, but usually it's two on a Friday. So Friday is my day for podcasts and, um, and you know, we just record them. And, and so dude, we're rolling and I, I'm really enjoying it. And I just, I want to thank you for always staying, you know, on top and, and, you know, getting a little healthy pressure to get that going. And uh, yeah, so we, we, we give that to our, like, I have way more, more, um, like it, it, the calendar's full and it's like just by offering this to our winners, it I, I'm constantly booked. And so it's really cool to talk to the winners and that's a nice little perk of winning is, Hey, you can jump on our podcast. And then that turns out that they're now highlighted and uh, pushed out through our network. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of cities going and a lot of events. So that ends up being a ton of winners, but that, uh, just selfishly is a great opportunity for you, right? It keeps you connected with this community worldwide of these people that you don't necessarily always get to know very well, but uh, it kind of gives you a little bit of a filter. So you're staying connected with all these people and providing some extra exposure. I think yeah. that uh, that's a really good system. I think you made a good decision about um, who's going to be on the show and it kind of filters itself for you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Awesome. Well, uh, I wanted to talk to you. Did you get a chance to watch the Super Bowl? I did. What did you think? What did you did you watch the halftime show? Did you watch any commercials? Anything stick out to you? Uh, you know, I thought the halftime show was pretty good. And um, you know, I think you know, first of all, uh, both of those women are about fifty years old, <laughs> and yes, they didn't look fifty. Um, but I actually thought it was, you know, it was like a good halftime show. It was entertaining. Um, I thought they, it was upbeat. They did a good job. I, I personally didn't think that there was any issues. Uh, didn't seem like that there anything uh, came across that just, you know, sometimes there's like, uh, actually, last time, do you remember this? Last time the Niners were in the Super Bowl, like the power went out for like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was like, you know, the power went out in the stadium and they had to stop it or whatever. And so, um, you know, it was just like, the, I thought, the halftime show was great. I thought the game was is solid. You know, last year's game was just kind of slow and um, all that. Um, you could tell nerves were, were there for sure. And uh, I thought it was great that, you know, the Chiefs won. So um, I'm all, I'm, I, I was I was pleasantly surpre- surprised and impressed. But in the same time we talked about last time, I, I didn't really didn't really care. So Yeah. Well, I found it surprising. I guess there was a lot of uh, – one specific demographic of people who are really upset about the halftime show. I didn't see any of that in, in my social networks. So I, I've just been like, I don't know what people like people got to get new friends. 
right? <laughs> like, because yeah, people who are complaining that like this wasn't appropriate, uh, I just think that's ridiculous, right? Because yeah, I thought it was entertaining. I think the Super Bowl halftime show has been elevated so high that like it's just never going to meet everyone's expectations anymore. Uh, there's you can you can only do so much. It's such a big audience that they've got to tame it down. But what I've liked so much is I've learned so much about culture. Um, from all of these different Latin communities about dancing and music that I wouldn't have known, right? Like I watched the show and I was like, oh, cool. That was, you know, a big Super Bowl entertainment. But all of this information about all of the details about all the dances and the people involved um, and the imagery was all uh, very culturally relevant. And I was like, oh, like there's never been a Super Bowl halftime show where the following week I actually like, learned things about people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really cool and and all of this somewhat, uh, let's call it controversy, turned into so many learning lessons. I thought that was that was awesome. And then I loved the intro of the Super Bowl. And I missed the first yeah. half of the Super Bowl because I was driving home. I got home and I watched the halftime show and I rewound because I wanted to go watch all the commercials. And the, the NFL 100 with that kid, um, and this is like such a good evolution of last year, they had those commercials with like all those famous football players hitting each other yeah. in public places. And then to put this one kid in the center of that and then have him go through this huge experience and then run out was, with all those children. That was awesome. <laughs> An awesome moment. I mean, I, I don't remember a moment like that in Super Bowl where it was like, oh yeah, look at all these children and like, let's gather around them and let's make them the shiny star of this thing. I thought that was uh, a brilliant decision, really well orchestrated and really cool. Uh, yeah. It, like made me emotional to see that. I think that was, uh, a really cool thing that they did. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine how that felt for that that kid. For all those kids, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like just to be able to run out in the Super Bowl. Yeah, who knows? I wonder if we're gonna see that kid in ten years again, and he's either some athlete or some movie star or singer or something. It'll be interesting to see uh, what he does springboarding kind of off of that moment that he had. Yeah, that was. But yeah, and the game was the ending of that game was fantastic. Right, you can't wish for anything more in the ending of a Super Bowl where it looked like they were done and they score three touchdowns in a row, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, like Kansas City's winning. Yeah, I mean that's characteristic of them too. Like that, it's uh, it was they're. I think they deserve it. And you know, look, say what you want, but you know, I think um, you know, Garoppolo is a good quarterback, but I mean, I think I said this last time he showed. When we when Seahawks beat them in uh, the Monday night game, he definitely showed some nerves and like yeah. he's just he's not dialed in in terms of the last you know when the pressure's on the last couple minutes like essentially what Russell Wilson has perfected like Garoppolo needs to work on and and that's just like the late game like Russell Wilson wants to be in he's almost like yeah, dude, like, give me the ball in the last, you know, uh, five minutes of the fourth quarter. And even if we're down, you know, we'll, we'll do it. And, like, Garoppolo seems to be nervous on that. And so I think he's still got some years to go, at least before he – if he's going to be on the top level of the NFL quarterbacks, you have to be able to win games. And, un- unfortunately, or even if it's the Super Bowl, you have to win that game. Yeah, and I think everyone's being so hard on the guy because he's like – Yo, he, even though if you want to call him a game manager, that's fine uh, because game managers win Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, but Patrick Mahomes last year, his first year in the playoffs, 
got to the AFC championship game and lost. And Lamar Jackson, who is the MVP this year, back-to-back have lost two home games in a row in the playoffs. Russell Wilson has lost big games too. So, like, you've got to learn those lessons up front first. And I wouldn't be surprised if Garoppolo comes back and is more impressive. Now that he's had that experience and been there, it's just a matter of getting back there. We all know that it's – Easier said than done to get back into the Super Bowl the following year. Very few teams actually end up doing that. Agreed. And so, but but after having that experience, I I feel like he'll do better. Usually, quarterbacks improve on that aspect. I'd agree. Well, that concludes this week's show. It's episode seventy-seven. Um, it sounds like you're going to Portland later today. What do you got planned down there for the weekend? Man, I. I want a slow weekend uh i need some i just need some days and just you know next week and the next couple weeks is gonna be busy i can already tell and so you know no real plans this weekend just want to get settled and chill and probably do a little work and um you know we next wednesday is our portland event like basically that just means it's gonna be a nuts week for me (laughs) so um I, i i need a chill weekend nice uh yeah i've got i'm going to dance lessons tomorrow in preparation for my wedding i bought these i bought these dance lessons from a a dance school here called arthur murray i bought them a year ago and it was 40 bucks for two private lessons and a group lesson for me and amanda which is like for 40 bucks i think that's a pretty good deal because i can't dance to save my life so (laughs) if i've got to do this one dance in front of 200 people at my wedding i should probably have a plan. And so, yeah, I've got that going. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm a little nervous because uh, I'm going to embarrass myself. Uh, but that should be the highlight of my upcoming weekend. Love it. But uh, thanks for joining me again here for episode 77. Nick, enjoy your uh, weekend. Safe travels down to PDX. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. Peace.